Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Building Lives International, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go and open up our Bibles today to Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 31 through 32. 13, 31 through 32. And today we are going to move into the parable of the mustard seed. The parable of the mustard seed. And the word reads, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man, man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Let's go ahead and go to the word to the Lord in the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We ask that you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us as we turn to your word. Father, I pray that you'd meet the need represented on both sides of this microphone. Ask, Father, that you would prove yourself for, for the God that you are and how much you love us and that, Father, we as your people would accept your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, last time we got through the previous parable, uh, the parable of the weeds, and before that, the parable of the sower. Now we come to the parable uh, of the mustard seed here in verse number 31, and it flows into the parable of leaven. So the purpose of this parable is to show us, I believe, what will happen uh, as we enter the last days, uh, right before the second coming of our Lord for uh, his for for the church. Now, of course, this is written to the Jews, to the Jews from a Jewish Messiah, but there's application for you and I as well. And that's what we're looking at here, that application. Just need to make that clarification. Um, now, unlike the first two parables, no interpretation is given by our Lord for this parable. So we have to ask ourselves, what does this parable mean? What does the mustard seed uh, represent? Well, we're going to break it down just a little bit, uh, and we're going to look at what what the mustard seed represents, what the field represents, what the tree represents, and what the birds represent. And that way we can know fully and appreciate more what exactly the parable means. Um there are people who have wrong, and I just want to dismiss these offhand very quickly, um, interpretations as to what this parable means. Uh, very often, uh, this parable is misinterpreted because many uh, Bible teachers will say that since this mustard seed has to represent faith, it's got to represent faith, uh, as such, it, it must be speaking about the spread of Christianity throughout the world to become the greatest tree. This will lead them to further teach that through the preaching of the gospel, we will eventually bring in or usher in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, the result of this teaching is that it places a lot of pressure on the church to spread the word of God as quickly as possible because Jesus is not going to come back until we do our part. Some will go so far as to say that the result of the spreading of Christianity, everyone will ultimately be saved. Everyone will ultimately be saved. Unfortunately, the Bible doesn't teach that. I wish it did. 
In Revelation 20, verse number 15, it says, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, period. There's going to be people cast into the lake of fire, period. So this parable cannot be referring to the ultimate spread of Christianity on the ultimate a salvation of all of mankind. So let's look at the types that are found in this parable to get a better understanding. Let's take a look at, first of all, the mustard seed. Obviously, I agree with those who misinterpret the parable that the mustard seed is a reference or referring to or a type of, if you will, faith. Because he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. In Matthew chapters number 17, look over there very quickly. Uh, Matthew chapter number 17 and verse number 20, it does say, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. So, we look at faith, the mustard seed, it, the association, or it's a type of faith. And we see that clearly by our Lord in Matthew 17, verse number 20, when he said, If you have the faith, the grain of a mustard seed. So, if it's a type there, it's a type here. The mustard seed is indeed a type of faith. Now, how about the field? Well, in Matthew chapter number 13 and verse number 38, it says in regards to the field being associated with the world, Matthew 13, 38, the field, you remember the parable, the weeds that was explained. Let's back up a little bit in verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying, declare unto us the parable, of the tares in the field. And he answered and said to them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. Okay. So the field is the world. So the mustard seed is faith. The field is the world. Well, how about a uh, tree? Uh, what does the tree uh, represent? Well, again, we can only associate it with how it's been used in times past or in other scriptures. Uh, I believe that the tree is referring to, to the kingdom, the kingdom of God, if you will. Um, because we see this in Daniel. We have to go back to the Old Testament uh, in Daniel Daniel chapter number 4 and verse number 10. In Daniel 4 and verse number 10, uh, you remember Daniel was, um, was revealing Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel 4, 4, and he, or Daniel 4, 10. And he said to him, um, Thus were the visions of mine head in my bed, and I saw, and behold, a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. And the tree grew, and it was strong, and the height thereof reached unto heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. And the leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof was much, and in it was meat for all the beasts of the field that had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. So obviously here in Daniel, it's speaking of the growth of a kingdom. 
And if you look down into verse number 20 of the same chapter, Daniel 4 and verse number 20, when Daniel, first the king was given giving the dream, and now Daniel is given the interpretation. In Daniel 4 and verse number 20, the tree that thou sawest, which grew and was strong, whose height reached into the heaven, and the sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and upon those branches the fowls of the heaven had their habitation. It is thou, O king. Thou art grown, become strong, for thy greatness is grown, and reacheth unto the heaven, and thy dominion to the end of the earth. And then you remember he told him, and whereas you king, you saw this, a watcher came down from heaven, and he cut down the tree, and he destroyed it, and he left only a stump. So if we you compare scripture with scripture, just as we did with mustard seed to arrive at faith and field to arrive at world tree. We need to arrive at a kingdom. So it's a type of a kingdom. Now, how about the birds? Well, the birds, we can just rem we can just turn back over into uh, Matthew chapter number 13, because he previously spoke of these birds in Matthew chapter number 13, verse number four. And when he sowed, you remember in the parable of the sowers, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. So the birds represent the fowls, which represent evil or devils. In verse number 19 of the same chapter, it says, And when anyone heareth, you remember the parable of the sowers being explained, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in the heart, this is he which receives seed by the wayside. So when we look at the birds, when the parable was given, it said that the fowls came and took the seed. But when the explanation that our Lord himself gives, he says the fowls are actually the wicked one. So in conclusion, by comparing scripture with scripture, this parable cannot be about Christianity spreading throughout the entire world and thus bringing in the kingdom. Now that we've looked at that, what does the parable actually mean? Well, I believe and many believe it shows us that we, as we near the coming of our Lord, Christianity is going to actually not spread out so much as that it is going to become apostate. Apostasy, by definition, is a total desertion of or departure from one's religion, principles, party, or cause. That, I believe, is what this parable is talking about. Not a worldwide spread of Christianity, but a worldwide departure from Christianity. Why? Because when you look at the interpretation of this parable. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul said, Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day, now what day is that? The day of the Lord will not come until there is a great falling away 
first. And then the man of sin, the Antichrist, will be revealed, the son of perdition. So see, the Bible does not teach that there's going to be this great revival before the day of the Lord. Instead, the Bible teaches there is going to be a great apostasia or falling away that's going to come first before the day of the Lord. And we see evidence of this all around us today. It's evidenced in several ways. I'll give you a few. The number of professing Christians is huge by comparison to the number of truly saved believers. You know, it is estimated, and I mentioned this previously, that only six out of ten are truly Christians in the average church that you may be sitting in this morning. Six out of ten. Sixty percent. Albert Moeller, who was president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, I'm not sure if he still is or not, but he said that he has come to the conclusion that at least 50% of their members referring to Southern Baptists are lost due to a lack of evangelism that is taking place from the pews. So he believes that a Southern Baptist church on a Sunday morning 50% of those gathered maybe have their Bibles on their laps, sitting in the pews beside of you. 50% of them, half of them, are lost because they are not truly hearing the gospel of Christ. And it is true. The average American will identify themselves as Christian by virtue of birth. You're not a Christian by, birth, by virtue of physical birth. You are a Christian by virtue of a spiritual birth. The largest single group of Christians in the world will not even refer to themselves as Christians. And I'm referring to Roman Catholics who claim salvation by virtue of keeping the sacraments and the rituals of the church, which is a clear violation of Scripture. So again, Christianity is not as big as we would all like to think that it is. The Bible does not teach a great revival in the last days, and instead it teaches a great falling away. Yes, the tree in this parable is large, but it is filled with devils. <laughs> it's filled with devils. Uh, it is not referring to this great revival. And anyone that tells you they're in it, you know, we're entering into I mean, it's not to say that there can't be more revivals before uh, the day of the Lord, referring to, you know, when the, when the Lord comes back. But it is to say that for the most part, uh, the world is going to hell. The church is apostate. People, the love of many is waxing gold. The people are falling away from the church. They're not rushing to the church. So I believe that is the correct interpretation of the parable um, that we're talking about today. It is not this big uh, return uh, this mustard seed, again, the mustard seed by association is a type of faith. The field by association is a type of the world. The tree by association is a type of the kingdom. And yes, the birds, the fowls by association is a type of devils, the evil one. 
my encouragement to you, stay close to the Lord. By, I mean, you listen to the average church today. Uh, they are nowhere near where they need to be in regards to the preaching of the gospel, the true gospel that was once and for all delivered to the saints. Stay close to the Lord. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. God bless you guys. Hope that uh, you have a great day. Remember always that God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good. Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of guest speaking, conferences, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you.